welcome to the Dear Romance podcast, where we're going to be chatting through all things weddings and planning and organizing your dream wedding day. My name is Amy and my aim and mission is to create a stress-free guide for you to plan your dream day so you can experience the fun, joy and excitement of wedding planning. I promise you, wedding planning is super fun and enjoyable, but I know it can get stressful really fast. I'm here to help you avoid the overwhelm and the stress. Thank you so much for having me in your ears. I'm so grateful that you're here. It's going to be so much fun, so let's dive in. Hello, hello, welcome back. Um, I'm so happy that you're here. I can't wait to get into today's episode, but let's address the elephant in the room right off the bat. Yep, I have laryngitis. You are so welcome for this beautiful, sexy voice you have in your ears today. The doctor did say the other day that the fastest way to recover was for me to stop talking, but I have a toddler and this podcast needs recording, so mm, not happening. Uh, You're welcome. You can thank me later for this beautiful sexy tone in your ears. Today we're chatting through the decisions that you you need to make right at the start of your wedding planning. So let's start at the beginning. Woohoo, you're engaged. Congratulations. I am so happy and excited for you. Getting engaged is such an exciting time and I know you're probably dying to jump straight into planning mode. Yes? No? Maybe? At least I know you're excited to start pinning and scrolling for inspo on Instagram. But let me stop you just for a second. There are a few key pieces of information you need to decide on before you even start emailing vendors for quotes. These decisions are going to help you make those final decisions for your vendors and to put together your dream wedding day. I've broken these things down into four steps or four things you need to discuss and decide on as a couple together for your wedding day. I think personally these are the most important points you need to discuss with your partner before you even start looking at vendors. So right at the beginning, as I said. Quick disclaimer, all the things I mention, all the points I mentioned today will be topics of their own future episodes, so I'll go into much more detail on each point in those, so for now I'm just kind of skimming the surface, but if you've got any questions on anything I talk about today, send me a question on uh, Instagram in my DMs, or you can use the question link below that's in the show notes. So, first up, let's talk budgets. You really need to have a general idea of your overall budget. Uh, including if you're going to be getting contributions from any family members. Maybe this is or isn't relevant for you, but you need to kind of get a big picture idea of the big kind of juicy total that you're looking at spending. Uh, Also, as much as you don't know the cost of uh, a lot of the elements of wedding days and what goes into it, uh, I would also try and break your big budget down into individual elements if you can. Just like eyeball it or guess do it you're going to have to do a lot of guessing especially if you're not aware of pricing and things like that but this is going to help you a lot when you're collecting quotes from vendors and being able to see which vendor comes close to the allocated budget for that element so like for photography or videography or flowers or something Um, and it will help you prioritize the key elements of your day so we'll talk about more we'll talk more about prioritizing certain things a little bit further on in the episode, so it's right at the end. Uh, So for example, you might be wanting to spend top dollar on your favorite photographer. They, you know, you followed them on Instagram for a while and you know that no matter what their cost is, that's what you want to spend. So to pay for this, you may have to forego something else uh, in your budget to pay for it. So like this could mean 
that you get rid of, I don't know, doing favors for all your guests, which saves a lot of money, or you downsize the size, downsize the um, amount of florals that you're going to use or something like that. But your budget needs to reflect this um, so that you can allocate that money on photography. So costs for vendors vary greatly. It's based on experience. It's based on their business model, their type of packages they offer. Uh, so you do need to decide what matters most to you as a couple and allocate that budget accordingly. Uh, we'll definitely go into more details about vendors and, and how to pick them and how to find them and all that stuff on a future episode. It can be really hard to settle on a number figure for your budget without knowing costs of vendors, but I think it is really important to be realistic about how much money you have to spend, whether in total or for each element. Um, it might be easier to break down the costs per element first, so start with how much you're willing to spend on a photographer, how much you're willing to spend on flowers, etc., etc., and go through all those elements and then adding that up to get the total figure rather than starting with the overall figure of, say, $35,000, $40,000. Obviously, again, just a, like actually eyeballing a figure. This isn't for any of my clients. Um, so, yeah, depending on your approach, it's like you just need to have an idea of your spend because this is how you're going to be able to match your vendor quotes to your budget. It's highly likely that you will overspend your initial budget. It's a, a, There's a figure, I think it's like 75-80% of couples do overspend on their original wedding budget. So heads up on that. But also if you're not tracking your spend and your costs accordingly, then your, your budget is definitely going to blow out and you're not going to have any idea where all your money's going. So that's another hot tip there. Make sure you track every spend and all your deposits and all your vendor quotes and things like that. Again, future episode. Another hot tip that I'm going to give you regarding budgets is also add a buffer to your overall budget for contingency costs or hidden costs. You never know what, when you might encounter an unexpected cost and it's way better to be prepared and have leftover money in the budget or be underspending in your budget at the end than to be caught short in the middle of your wedding planning. Hopefully that makes sense with the budget. Next up, guest lists. They are super helpful when deciding on a venue. Imagine if you went to do a venue visit and you fell in love with this venue only to find out that their capacity is, say, 80 guests and your guest list is 120. There's no way that you can compromise on that unless you're willing to cut your guest list. Go into your venue visits with a guest list or guest numbers first so that you aren't disappointed. That way, you'll know the venue you choose will be able to accommodate all your guests. This can also help with your budget because you then you can get an idea of how many people to consider for the food and beverage costs associated with the venue and then furniture hire or rental costs or things like that if you're having to bring furniture in. So, you know, number of chairs or seats or a number of tables and things like that, glassware, etc, etc. Next point, it's a biggie, but it's my date slash venue slash location discussion. So you might have a specific date in mind for your wedding day and that it's a non-negotiable date, that's totally okay. If that's the date that you're set on and that's when you want it to happen, then cool, book it in. But it just means you might need, you will need to find a venue that has availability on that date. So there's going to have to be a little give for this one because your dream venue may not be available on your day. Having a specific day can make it harder to secure a venue because popular venues and certain dates can definitely book up well in advance. On the flip side, you may have a specific venue you absolutely love and you're totally flexible with your date, which is great. Being flexible means you'll be able to secure your dream venue 
because uh, all you need to do is ask them about their available dates and you pick one of those. Even better if you're not fussed about being on getting married on a certain day of the week because there is likely to be more availability for weekdays and weekday weddings are all the rage right now. So win-win. Uh, time of year is also something you need to be thinking about. The most obvious time of year to get married would be in summer when the weather is warm, although Perth is scorching over summer or was scorching this summer, so may need to rethink that one. Uh, and there is definitely less chase chance of rain or stormy weather but then again don't assume that by getting married in summer you'll avoid any chance of that because you know the past summer has been thunderstorms and scorching weather so we have had it all a hot tip here always be prepared and always expect the unexpected so the better prepared you are the more chance you'll have of having all bases covered just in case you also may find that there are a number of venues that offer seasonal prices or off-season prices so this can also help you with your budgeting if you are flexible on time of year. Next, think about the general location of where you would like to get married. Is it going to be in the current city you live in? Or if you're not from the area, are you going to travel back home for your wedding day? For example, I'm from New Zealand, but Brett comes from here in Perth. Do we pick one place over the other? Do we pick somewhere in the middle and make everyone travel? There are endless choices, so this is something you have to decide on as well. You could completely... You could pick a completely new location and host a destination wedding. Now that borders are open and travel is back on, international and travel, international and tropical holiday weddings are definitely back on the table. Choosing your venue is going to be one of the most important first steps in your wedding planning journey. Having your venue decided on will kickstart all your other decisions that you need to make for your day. And it's really important that you book and secure your wedding before you reach out to any... Oh, sorry... It is important that you book and secure your venue before reaching out to other venues. Also, some venues do have preferred vendor lists, so in turn, this can help you out by suggesting other vendors that work specifically with that venue or have worked a lot with that venue and can cut down your research time if you have no idea on certain vendors or you know you don't know where to even start looking for those. So again, another great tool or another great reason to make sure you have your venue booked first. The last thing uh, that you need to think about or that you need to be discussing is deciding if you're going to use a wedding planner in whatever form you think you need. A wedding planner is definitely not for everyone and can actually sometimes be a big stretch for your budget, but we do have a wealth of knowledge and experience and we're experts at helping with all your decision making. We have the best contacts in the industry and we know a lot of people so we can help you with it we can help assist you with recommending and negotiating and securing vendors on your behalf. We'll also keep you on top of all your organisation and across all the details. And we also know how to fight fires and manage emergencies if and when we need to. If organising and party planning isn't your thing, it can be a great idea to look into seeing how a planner can help you create your dream wedding day. Most of us planners have different packages on offer with different services regarding your day. So it's something you're considering, definitely do your research and see what packages are out there. Who knows, you may be able to find one of us that you believe will be worthwhile in helping you plan your dream day. You definitely don't have to use a planner for planning your whole wedding either. Packages range from a one-off planning call or a pick-our-brain session to planning help and support for a certain number of months in the lead-up, in the middle, at the beginning, or even just on-the-day coordination and management. So, that's another big one that I suggest that you look into. 
uh, bonus tip for you as well. I also suggest to couples that they should pick two to three non-negotiable elements of your day that you want to prioritize. So these are the things you're more than happy to spend a little bit more money on. So for example, if you're a foodie couple, this could be an amazing food and beverage package. Or if you're a fashionista or you love fashion, this could be your wedding attire, you know, a wedding dress for the ceremony and then a reception dress. That could be like your non-negotiable and that's what you're after and that's what you're going to allocate a big chunk of your wedding budget on. In turn, this is going to help you uh, with your wedding budget because these are the elements that you're going to be spending more money on or allocating more budget to. So there are going to be other traditions or elements uh, that you, you're not going to include in your day to help you save some money for those uh, other bigger non-negotiable elements. Basically, having these priorities or non-negotiables sorted will help you throughout the planning process in a lot of ways, of course, especially budget, but also maybe when you're facing a bit of outside pressure from, say, family or friends about certain things, or maybe when you start to get sidetracked or distracted by too much scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram inspo, and then you start second-guessing the decisions and bookings you've already made. Having those non-negotiables that you can come back to and remind yourself of that you've decided at the beginning will help you stop the overwhelm and the stress about second-guessing everything that you've done. Uh, so I definitely, that's definitely something that I, I recommend that you guys do together as a couple. Just remember, it's your day and your choice, and your wedding day can basically look however you want. Uh, a real Another really quick tip for you also would be to book your main vendors in as soon as possible. This is dependent on how far out from your wedding you're actually planning, but uh, there is or may be limited availability for a lot of vendors. Uh, I'm not trying to scare you or panic you, but I do know vendors right now who are already booking into the 2023-24 season. That's how organized newly engaged couples are and how booked up these vendors already are. We're still playing catch up from the last few years of COVID lockdowns and border closures and restrictions and all those fun things we've had to deal with during the pandemic. But now with most travel back on and open or borders open, everyone has booked their dates. There's a wedding boom coming, uh, meaning a lot of vendors are currently booking up fast. Don't panic too much if you are looking at getting married next season. There are definitely still vendors with availability. It just might take a bit more time and a bit more digging to find those hidden gems. So there you have it. They're my tips for the first things you should be talking about, discussing and deciding on together as a couple at the very, very beginning of your wedding planning. Everything I've mentioned is listed out in a free guide that's available on my website. I'll pop the link in the show notes. It covers all the topics I've just talked about. So rather than write it all down and re-listen again, just go and grab a copy from the website now. If you're newly engaged and you've just started planning your wedding, I hope today's episode has helped you find the place to start with all your planning and hasn't left you feeling too overwhelmed. If you love this episode, I'd love for you to reach out and tell me your favorite part. If you do have any questions, my DMs are open, so slide on in and fire away. I'll see you on the next episode. Hopefully, minus this beautiful voice I've got going on right now. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Dear Romance podcast. If you love this episode, hit subscribe so you know when our next episode drops. Or let's connect over on Insta. You'll find me at at underscore dear romance. Don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag me in it. If you do have any wedding planning questions you'd love answered, send them through to me on Insta or click the link in the show notes below. Or join my Facebook group. You can ask your questions in there and we'll chat through all things weddings and planning after new episodes drop each week. 
search for the Dear Romance Weddings group on Facebook now. The link is also below in the show notes. I'm so excited to have you here and be in your ears to help you plan the wedding of your dreams without the stress and overwhelm. I can't wait to chat with you really soon. See you next time.